And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. Hey there, what is up, Drop Set aficionados? Thank you for coming back. I'm recording this on a Monday. It's July 23rd, coming out of the weekend. It was a productive weekend all around. Had four clients competing. Everything went really well. Um, Got a chance to relax a little bit on Sunday. And uh, here we are. So oftentimes, you know, inspiration strikes for segments like this from strange um, beginnings. I don't know where they really come from. Sometimes it's really obvious, like I get a lot of questions asked about something, and sometimes uh, it just kind of hits me like it did just now when I was upstairs in the kitchen, and so I thought, you know what? I need to write up a little bit of a brief outline for this and come record it. So um, before I dive into it, the poll question is still up at thedropset.com. Um, let me know which episode style you prefer, longer or shorter. And also, I'm um, just putting out the call. I am still, um, and probably will always be, um, taking listener questions. So call me up, 865-518-2974. Leave your message. I'll play it. We'll talk about it a little bit um, in an upcoming episode. So um, what I wanted to talk about here was something that I realized I had been doing, but it's one of those nebulous things that isn't really like a, you know, X, Y, or Z. This is how I do this. This is how I do that. This is what you should do. Um, it's kind of like that, but it's a little bit more ambiguous. So um, the, the best way to summarize it is how to have an effective cut. Not like, not, not like how to do it correctly or how not to do it or mistakes to avoid, but things to do before you ever even get started. Um, like how can you prepare yourself, get yourself in the right mindset? How can you get your life in order? How can you get all of the little things that have to be um, set up? How can you get everything set in the most effective way so that then when it is time to cut, you're ready for it, you're prepared in every facet, and you can have as successful a time with it as you possibly can. So I've I've turned this into, I think, seven um, bullet points here. So, um, and these are in no particular order, but I would say, um, well, the, the last one's probably the most important one. So we'll get to that. So number one, um, first way to have an effective cut is to have an effective off season in between. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you, the, the nature of this is that things are cyclical. So we go on a cut, and then I don't really like the term bulk, but a growth phase follows that, a cut follows that, and it does not necessarily have to be something that uh, you cycle through, like, okay, well, I'm going to do this for a few months, and I'm going to do this for a few months, I'm going to do this for a few months, I'm going to do this for a few months. I mean, for me, I, I was cutting last year from March till right around July, which is when we ended up buying this house that we're in now and moving. And, you know, it was about 10 days before all that went down that everything kind of went to hell. So um, thankfully, I didn't have a specific target. Um, I was just looking to cut for about 16 weeks, and I think I made it about 14 and a half. And then <laughs> it's just life took over and things started falling apart a little bit. I think if uh, if it was really crunch time and if I had something in early July I was targeting, I probably wouldn't be able to keep it together. But since I didn't, it's like, well, that was fun. So um, 
since then, so July, it, it's now July again, a year later, um, I have not been cutting at all. I've been kind of going back and forth between growth and maintenance, growth and maintenance. And I've had bouts where I've done a little bit of cardio. Right now, I haven't done a lick of cardio in like two months, unless you count tying your shoes or walking upstairs, which, yeah, they feel like cardio at this point, but that's getting ready to change. So um, have an effective off-season. There, there are two two components to that. So and an off-season, I would say whether you're maintenance or whether you're aggressively pushing for growth, this is all off-season, but part of it is to lift hard. Um, you know, you should be feeling like you've got good, productive workouts during your off season um, with, with specific targets in mind. Uh, and you should be sticking to a plan. You should be changing things up regularly. You should be experimenting with new stuff. You should be working on weaknesses. And most of all, you should be enjoying it. You should be having a good time with it. Because let's face it, I mean, if you're not in this because you enjoy lifting, you're probably not going to be in it for too long because that's one of the things that's really kind of a prerequisite for being successful in bodybuilding, whether competitive or otherwise, is you really kind of have to enjoy lifting. Otherwise, whatever you're going to do is going to be temporary. Now, the other component to an effective off-season, and I, I, you know, there are limits for this, um, enjoy food, you know, live your life a little bit, go on vacations. If your wife or husband is like, hey, you want to go out for dinner? Say Yes. It's okay. It's not going to kill you. And if you see that scale creeping up a little bit faster than you might like, dial things back a little bit, do a little bit of cardio, but you know, stay your course. Don't be like, oh God, I'm up four pounds. I need to start cutting again for two months here. No, no, just enjoy it. And clearly some people have metabolisms that are going to let them get away with a little bit more. If you put in the work in the gym uh, with your lifting specifically and cardio being a very supplemental thing, um, if you put in the work on that side, I think you'll find that you can get away with a reasonable amount. Not a ton. You're not going to have pizza four nights a week and not put on pounds that you don't want, but you know, you can be pretty reasonable with it. As for me, um, I have a couple meals weekly that are kind of discretionary meals. Um, and I, I don't typically post a ton of pictures of those on social media just because with what I'm doing, I've always got clients who are cutting and I don't want to rub it in their face. <laughs> I don't want to be a total jerk about it. But at the same time, I think it's important that you uh, portray things realistically. And so this is me coming clean. Yeah, a couple times a week. Absolutely. Yeah. Am I going to have a drink now and then? You bet. You bet. I had a glass of wine last night. You know, I've been working on this deck for six weeks and um, more days than not, um, one of those long days of labor outside that did in fact lead to a beer. <laughs> You're damn right it did. And the other thing is I'm kind of enjoying that now knowing that in another week-ish or so, that's going away. That ain't going to happen. So I'm enjoying it right now. Enjoy food. Enjoy a drink every now and then. Live your life. Enjoy vacations. Enjoy flexibility with the family. All that stuff. Which leads us to point number two. And this is where we start listing all the things that we need to get in order. So um, the first of those is getting your friends and family in order. Which doesn't mean, you know, <laughs> not necessarily getting them in order. Making sure they're informed on, on what you're doing and what they can expect during that time. And also, I would stress how important it is to you. I mean, assuming it is important, let them know it. 
make sure that they know. So you might say like, hey, you know what, I'm starting this cut. You know, we, we I've done this before or I haven't done this before. Um, this is what it's going to be like. I'm going to be following this meal plan. I need to get up and do cardio. You know, my schedule is going to be impacted this way. Um, make sure they're okay with it. Compromise and be like, well, okay, you got to get up early in the morning and do cardio. Well, what, you know, where does that leave me with the, the kids or the dogs or whatever? And work those things out ahead of time so they don't become issues. So before anything negative happens, I think about those things that are going to become problems and fix them and come up with a plan for them and just say, look, I, I know I, I'm doing this. It, it's really hard. I know it places a burden on you as well. So I just want you to know that I recognize that. I appreciate your support in this. And then hopefully that will actually lead to support. Um, just make sure that everybody is understood, air these things out, come up with a plan, get that in place. Same thing with friends, especially a lot of friends that are always going to be like asking you out for drinks. You know, that, that's something that when you're doing a cut, it just doesn't work. You know, it, it doesn't fly. I mean, if you are okay with half-assing your results, then yeah, I mean, you know, continue with that. But if, if you really want to see what you're capable of, you got to cut that shit out and that's all there is to it. Um, and if you can't, well, you know what? Competitive bodybuilding probably isn't your thing. Uh, you know, that, that might sound harsh, but you know it, it, it's it's the truth. Unless you just want to do it just for fun and to see. And you know, I've certainly worked with people like that before. People that just you know, they can't commit to the full on lifestyle, but they want to do it anyway. I'm like, look, you know, we can do it. I just want you to know we're not meeting your potential here. And if you're okay with that, that's fine. It's not like I'm only going to work with people if they're 100 percent or nothing. I mean, I was making an effort to work with people on their terms as long as they know in no uncertain terms that yeah. You're selling yourself short here, and you you can expect uh, I'm not going to be okay with this. I'm not going to kill you or anything. I'm not going to come and hunt you down or anything, but um, I will continually harass you about it and make sure you know it's in your best interest not to do something like that. So get your friends and family in order as far as what they can expect, uh, how they can support you, get the scheduling issues worked out, you know, ask your friends like, hey, you know what, please feel free to continue inviting me out, but just know that, you know, if we go out someplace, I'm probably just going to have water and, you know, I'll be the DD and that's fine. This is going to last for a few months and then, you know, it'll be business as usual. So that's probably a, a necessary step for a lot of people. Next up, uh, number three in total, and the second item in things that we need to get in order, uh, this is getting your calendar in order. And this is realistically probably the very first thing that should happen. If you've listened to these episodes going way back, one of the things that I always say about picking a show, picking the time to cut, is working this around known calendar or schedule interruptions. So vacations, trips that you know of well in advance. You've got to make sure that you're clearing your calendar of as many of those things as you possibly can before you really dive into something and try to give it your all. If you are somebody who regularly travels for business, then clearly you know, you're, you're only going to be able to eliminate so many of those trips over a three to four month period, however long your cut is going to be. So you need to make sure that you've got a good plan in place for when you do have to travel. But Things like vacations, um, you know, if you are, you know, if you have a ton of friends who are all getting married and it's the summer, it, that, that's going to make things difficult, you know, like <laughs> trying to trying to engage in a cut through summer um, when you are in, you know, four or five, six different weddings or whatever, that, that's going to be a, a difficult time. I mean, can it be done? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about degree of difficulty. And I always tell people, 
you don't get bonus points and judges don't award bonus points and nobody's there at the finish line giving you extra kudos if you achieve your goal with a higher degree of difficulty. So pick the right time to make the process as easy on yourself as you possibly can. Number four, the, the third thing that we need to make sure is, is ready or in order. Make sure your body is ready. Get your body in order. And that, that just means, <clears throat> excuse me, make sure it's ready for a cut. So you're going to be asking it to do a lot, so it should feel good going into this. And so what I really mean is physically take care of yourself. Um, make sure your, your mobility is good. Make sure your flexibility is good. Um, you know, Get regular massage work during the off-season as well. Now, that's also good during pre-contest, but especially you know, when you've got the time because time is always at more of a premium when you're cutting just because the, the plan itself is necessarily going to have higher requests for your time. Um, when you've got the time, make sure you're taking care of yourself. So, you know, that might mean getting your blood work done, making sure that everything looks good there, uh, massage work, chiropractor work, um, acupuncture if that's your thing, you know, rolfing. I mean, whatever it is, that uh, is something that you enjoy um, and just kind of makes you feel better, whatever it is, you know, take, take care of yourself and make sure that your body is feeling good. And if I was going to self-assess right now, um, I would say I, I've done an okay job of that. My, my hip is still bothering me a little bit, but it's feeling better. I've had good quality leg workouts of late, so... I feel I have to pull back just a little bit on on weight on some exercises. You know, I'm not certainly squatting 400 pounds. I did do 315 the other day, and I felt good about that. So, um, you know, I mean, th things aren't amazingly heavy, but they feel okay, and I don't feel like any pain that I'm experiencing is is really the limiting factor standing in between me and a quality workout. So, and that's largely because I've been putting extra time into stretching, flexibility, mobility work, as was documented in uh, the podcast two episodes ago. I think it was where we talked about developing that routine, that stretching and warm up routine. So, um, Next is get your diet ready to rock. Uh, make sure that it's ready to go. It's in order as well. So um, put your plan in place. Um, if, if you're working with a coach, try and get a preview. Hey, what are my macros going to look like? How's my meal plan going to change? Whatever it happens to be. Um, and then, you know, if you're following a macro-based plan like we did here on the drop set several episodes back, um, I took you along with me as I put together my diet. Now, that's changed a little bit since then. I, I decided to change up my carb source for the first meal to something a little bit cleaner. I'm going with cream of rice there instead of, I think I had uh, Honey Nut Cheerios initially. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. But I also know, like, because there will be days when I eat and then I go to the gym shortly after that. And I know that that stuff, while it's fine, it does kind of sit in my stomach like a brick a little bit for a while. And so I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go with something cleaner. Um, cream of rice, I love it. Um, it's very filling. Um, and uh, it, I really feel like it fills things out as well. So uh, I made that that cha that change. Um, but make sure that your your diet is ready to rock. So you've got your plan in place. Um, you know, I, I've been lately, um, as I go to grocery stores, I've been stocking up on non-perishables that I know I'm going to be using as well, just to make sure I'm, I'm stocked on all that stuff. And I've also, for, for things that I'm having on my meal plan now, before the cut starts, I'm being careful about how much of that stuff that I pick up and then some of it I'm running out of right now. And so I'm kind of replacing that with cleaner options just so that when the cut rolls around, I don't still have Pop-Tarts sitting in my pantry. 
<laughs> because I know what's going to happen. And be like, okay, well, I'm on the cut, but I'm going to keep eating these instead until they're gone just because I don't want to waste anything. So now I just stop buying those instead, and I'm picking up cleaner carb sources, making sure I'm stocked up on the protein sources that I need and everything. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of pantry cleanup and pantry reorganization during that process as well. So getting the diet ready, but also kind of getting the house ready. So um, we talked about the calendar, but the next item is a little bit more um, defined than that. So get your schedule ready or your routine. So uh, th this kind of goes in line with getting, you know, having that conversation with your family as well, figuring out when things are going to be happening. You know, when are you going to be able to get your cardio in? When is your lift going to happen? Do those things have to work around other family or household responsibilities, etc.? So figuring out when all that stuff is going to happen, kind of put together a typical day. And again, if you're working with a coach, say, hey, what's my cardio going to look like initially? Uh, understanding that you know cardio is a progressive thing, and as prep goes on, you will likely end up doing more of it. Um, and so what I will do is, you know, of course, if anybody asks me that, I'll say, I'm thinking about starting right here. You know, We're going to do five sessions, 30 minutes a piece to start off with and see how that feels and see what kind of progress we can make there. Especially if you haven't been doing much cardio beforehand, just introducing that much will have a big impact. So um, you don't need to go in and just say, I'm doing an hour of cardio every single day right out of the gate. No, chill out a little bit. Chill out. So um, figure out when that stuff is going to be so that you can kind of make your schedule. And then one thing, especially if I notice in weekly check-ins, I, I start to notice that, okay, I'm asking for five sessions. We're routinely getting in four. That ain't going to fly. And I will, I will usually have a heart-to-heart -heart with somebody and say, okay, imagine at this point I doubled your cardio. Not saying that's going to happen, but start thinking ahead about where those minutes are going to come from. Because there will be a time when probably, if, you know, if you're doing four 30-minute sessions a week, you know, that's, uh, what, 120 minutes? Chances are, you know, at some point that might end up getting doubled. Probably not all at once, but you're going to have to find some place where those minutes are going to come from. So just think, you know, it, it's a fair question to ask. It's a difficult question to answer. Um, but ask your coach, how much cardio might I, be, might I end up doing at a maximum? Understand that you're, you're realistically asking for an estimate on that. And I'll, I'll give somebody that estimate. I'm like, you know, I have in my head that we might work up to this much. I don't know if that'll happen. We might need to do more than that. It kind of depends. But plan ahead. Think about what that's going to look like. Don't psych yourself out thinking about that. But it's never a bad idea to just think ahead and like, where are those minutes going to come from? What kind of sacrifices might I have to make in other places to make sure I've got time in my day to do this stuff? Um, and then also get your sleep schedule back in line. If you've been grown accustomed to staying up late and then you have a really tough time um, waking up in the morning, but you know your cut comes around suddenly, oh, I've got to do fasted cardio or I've got to get up and eat and get to the gym. Um, you know, I've got to move, move, move. So you're getting your sleep schedule efficient, making sure. Um, and I would start on this before your cut. Give yourself a couple weeks to really kind of round into form, um, get your nighttime schedule put together. So, you know, okay, this is when I have to start winding down, getting ready for bed. This is when I want to be in bed. Then I'll read for however long and then it's lights out. Um, you know, give yourself targets like that to aim for. And the last thing, and this is the most important one. So this is the sixth thing that we need to get right. And it's the seventh thing in total. So item number seven of seven, everybody say it with me, get your head right. Get your head right. Um, the biggest part of this, um, it goes with the old axiom of, you know, if you're if you're single, you don't find the person, you don't enter into a relationship to make yourself happy. You start out the, that way. And then you find somebody that amplifies that and brings out the best in you. Don't expect going into a cut is going to fix any of your problems. 
it is quite likely just going to create some. Um, it's going to add stresses. It's going to create headaches. It's going to you know ramp up any anxieties that you may have. Um, just because whatever you have in your head about how it should go and what you think it's going to be like, it's going to be different. And it's probably not going to go that smoothly. It's going to be less predictable. It's going to be hard to see progress during some times. You're going to start questioning things. You're going to be like, oh God, why am I doing this? So just know that that comes with the territory. So make sure that your head is in a good space before you try and go on a cut. If you're unhappy, if you're if you're not digging life, if your workouts are sucking, if you're lacking in motivation, a cut is not going to fix any of those things. It really isn't. So focus on the big picture, why you want to do this, and then focus on that before throwing yourself into a, car, uh, a caloric deficit with a ton of cardio. You know, I mean, w work those things into the equation once you've got everything else put together and things are humming along. Right now, for me, I feel like I'm in a great spot. I'm eating moderately. You know, I'm, I'm allowing myself some indiscretions, a little alcohol here and there. I'm not doing a lick of cardio. I'm staying relatively lean. I'm really having a good time with workouts lately. Like, I feel like I'm absolutely crushing it. I'm seeing good things in the gym. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm loving life right now. This is great. I have no concerns about this. Things are pretty hot, pretty happy with how things are coming along right now. So that's the time to cut in, uh, to, to work into a cut, you know, when things are already humming along. Um, if, if, if things aren't right, like I said, uh, jumping into a cut, I mean, maybe you get a little bit of a boost, but you know, if things aren't right, it's probably because Things aren't right as far as your your why, why you're doing this. And so we need to get that straight first and then on a lower degree of difficulty. So with more calories, with less cardio, with less demands on your schedule, with less plan-related stresses, then we get things humming along. And then, okay, great. Now let's tighten things up a little bit. Stay focused on the goal. You also need to have a realistic expectation of what the cut is going to be like. And one thing that I always tell people Expect it to be challenging, but not necessarily miserable. And for the love of God, my last piece of advice is don't be a prep martyr. Nobody wants to be around anybody. It's like, oh, God, this is so hard. Oh, I, I would go and do that at night, but I've got to go to bed early because I have to wake up and do cardio. And nobody gives a shit. Just, you know, suffer in silence. Now, tell your coach, any of my clients that are out there listening to me right now, tell me because I care. I don't expect any of your friends to care. Uh, they, they don't give a crap. I mean, they, they, might, you know, they might, might be supportive, but they aren't going to want to sit around and hear that crap. So keep that to yourself. Internalize it. Vent to me if you need to because, you know, I, I understand. You know, I've been through it. A lot of your friends probably haven't. So, like, yeah, pff, whatever. I don't know what. Don't, don't be a martyr, though. So, don't sit there when, when you're going out with your friends and be like, oh, I can't. Um, I'm just going to sit here and drink my water while you guys eat this delicious stuff. I mean, you know what? I mean, you can figure out how to make something work if you got to go and eat out. That will be a future topic, like how to eat out while on prep as well. So, um, don't make, make yourself uh, unnecessarily a focal point um, so that you can don't don't make your misery a focal point of other people, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Don't be a prep martyr is my favorite way to put that. So anyway, there you go. So how to have an effective cut. You have an effective off season. You get your family, family and friends ready. Get your calendar ready. Make sure your body is ready. Get your diet and your house and your food inventory ready to rock. Get your schedule ready and then get your head right. Those are the 
tips that I have. What did I miss? Did I miss anything big? If so, let me know. Send me some feedback. We'll talk about what I missed in an upcoming episode. Thank you all for listening. Peace out. Have a great, uh, well, I would say have a great week, but we'll probably be in touch again within a couple days if the right things are going here.